Thank you very much, guys. Yeah, great stuff with Rich Salmonello, guys. Keep it around here. We're going to talk running backs and some more players from the combine. Gabe, you wanted me to get answers, and I don't really have any answers for you because the Baltimore Ravens waving Alex Collins today, arrested after a car crash by Baltimore's facility, but I didn't hear any DUI. I didn't hear any reckless driving. He just hit a tree at 6.48 a.m. No reason why he was arrested. I haven't got the reason for that. Collins splitting time in a cluttered Ravens backfield last year, and one thing we know, Gus Edwards took the reins down the stretch when Collins was banged up. Now he's gone from the team. Hopefully we'll get some answers there. We talk about more drama in the 2019 draft. Some teams believe that the Arizona Cardinals are targeting quarterback Kyler Murray with the number one pick, according to multiple sources. Arizona drafted quarterback Josh Rosen 10th overall in 2018, but speculation is Murray for Murray Rose when Cliff Kingsbury was hired as the new head coach in Arizona. When Kingsbury said, hey, he would take Murray with the first pick before he was the Cards coach, now this opportunity is there. Rumors continue to spread when Cardinals GM Steve Klein told reporters Rosen was a team's quarterback, quote-unquote, for now. So stay tuned everybody. This one's getting interesting. Bad day for the Dallas Cowboys. Defensive tackle David Irving has reportedly been suspended indefinitely for violating the policy and program of substance abuse. It's Irving's third suspension in his uh, four-year career, and it comes days after fellow Cowboys lineman Randy Gregory received an infinite suspension for violating the substance abuse policy, too. Free agent Earl Thomas wants to get paid. Thomas saying, hey, I want to get money, and he's not going to give Dallas a hometown discount as well, despite going to the University of Texas. He wants more than $13 million, the type of deal that Eric Berry got from the Kansas City Chiefs. Thomas played out that final year for Seattle. Remember, bad, bad negotiations. He played for the team and broke his leg and flipped off the team while he was carted off the field. Bryce Harper trying to get Le'Veon Bell to come to the city of brotherly love. Harper suggesting the free agent running back take his skills to the Eagles in an Instagram exchange between the two-star athletes. Bell will hit the free agent market for the first time in his career March 13th. He sat out the entire season after the Steelers placed him on the franchise tag. The NFL also has seven proposals for changes to the replay system from different teams. It's going to consider adding a video official to Cruz in order to correct erroneous errors. The league owners also said uh, they're trying to approve things and uh, they can't do it until the meetings in March. Philadelphia signing defensive end Brandon Graham to a three-year extension today. The Giants discussing the possibility of trading outside linebacker Olivier Vernon. He's set to make $15.5 million this season. If they get rid of him, the Giants would clear 11.5 off their cap. The San Antonio Spurs agreeing to buy out contract of center Pau Gasol to be eligible for the playoffs with his next team, according to ESPN. Seven games in the association tonight. Chicago, Atlanta, Hawks minus 2, 230. Charlotte at Brooklyn, Nets minus 2.5, 229. Spencer Dinwiddie back for Brooklyn after missing 14. Good one. Portland and Toronto, Raptors five-point favorites, 225. Washington at Boston, Celtics ten-point favorites, 234.5. New Orleans laying 4.5 on the road at Phoenix, 238 is your total. L.A. Clippers and Sack. Kings minus three and a half, 238, and Milwaukee laying five against the Lakers, 240 is your over under. Late night in college basketball, number 21 Buffalo. They're the only ranked team in action playing Miami of Ohio, favored by eight and a half, total 152. Bad news for the Kansas City Royals star catcher Sal Perez injured his UCL in his right elbow. He's seeking an opinion, but he could be done for the season if he has surgery. And bad, horrible story that just broke here. San Francisco Giants president and CEO Larry Bear was captured on video dragging his wife to 
to the ground during an incident at a public plaza today. He's been a member of the Giants' ownership group since 1992, so that is not going to end well for him. The NCAA also talking about tweaking the college football over overtime rules. The change would see teams running alternate two-point events after a fifth overtime. Remember that seven-overtime game between Texas A&M and LSU, one of the longest games ever where the Aggies won 74-72. Round two of the Honda Classic, Johnny Vegas. Uh, right now we got an interesting leaderboard. Sanjay M and Keith Mitchell Johnny. have the lead now. Yeah, Johnny, yeah, Johnny Vegas actually, he had the lead, but now he doesn't. It's uh, Sanjay M and Keith Mitchell. Uh, Lucas Glover, one shot back at five under. Dortmund loses to Osberg and German Stalker. That one's for you, Julio. Busy night in the National Hockey League, too. Eight games on tap. Islanders and Washington should be a good one tonight. Montreal laying 20 against the New York Rangers. Total six in that game. And uh, hey, you guys, you want to stick around? We got everything NFL Combine today. We've talked quarterbacks. We got running backs, linemen, sleepers, and great picks with Rich Sermonello. We're going to break it all down for you on Red Heat Age. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll break down everything Combine related. Stick around. Game Time Decisions presents the DFS Lineup Lock Hour, sponsored by DailyRoto.com. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions Lineup Lock Live. Red Heat Rage, our radio continues. We're going to get to our best bets of the night before we're done here, but the NFL Combine only comes once a year. This is the precursor to the draft right now, so let's jump right back into business. We've got Rich Sermonello with us, one of the best in the business when it comes to college football analysis, and Cam Stewart. So let's jump in. And Cam, great analysis as well, buddy. I didn't want to leave you out there. Thanks, friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no Rich Sermonello, but we try. That was the, well, I said it was the best announcer and Cam Stewart. <laughs> it was yeah, that's right. I'm getting my breath from that update. Lots of news today, Marenzi. Lots yeah, take of it, take it, take it. Bad news. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> take a breather. What's up, Rich? <laughs> hey, Rich. <laughs> you know, uh, Gabe, uh, I usually start many of our conversations by saying, uh, saw a good documentary. Actually saw a good documentary last week. Have you ever heard of Gigi Allen? Oh, God, yeah. He punched my friend in the face. I, I, I knew there would be some kind of either first degree of separation or second degree of separation to Gigi. Not only that, I can get deeper. My last homage, remember when I, I did the little mini tour, right? I think it was around the college football even. I remember I did a little music thing. So one night I'm doing a show, and after the show, this is just like six months ago, whatever. Right run after the show. Um, there's sort of like, you know, there's people hanging around and stuff, and there's a couple of girls there, and sort of like this sort of gothy sort of girl, and she's just telling these crazy stories, man, about her husband, and her husband is like some, you know, I don't know, he was in a big band and stuff, I forget what band, and, you know, I don't know, he was a jerk, and blah, blah, and she starts coming, and she starts telling me about how uh, her father is like, yeah, Gigi Allen was her uncle and stuff. <laughs> Dear God, man, you want to hear some whacked out stories at four in the morning? Like, I, you know, basically, like he was giving her like drugs at twelve, and like, you know, what I mean, like, yeah, Gigi Allen was a real piece of work, Rich. Yeah, <laughs> you saw. yeah, no, it's uh, kind of <laughs> kind of sad. We laugh, but I, he clearly had mental problems. I mean, yeah, that was not a. Yeah. That was not a well. Cam, he used visual. to take a dump on the stage and like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the guy's crazy. You know, no, I know. Yeah. But I, I, he I, would I also smear it on you in the front row, like, yeah. bro. 
Yeah, that was all my friend didn't know. My friend was working the show. He didn't know. He didn't even know Gigi Allen. Like, he was working. So he was standing sort of in the front row on the side type thing, and Gigi Allen just came over and punched him in the face. Wow. <laughs> the <blue>. wow. <laughs> and, and then after he said, like, he wanted to kill him, but he couldn't. He was working and stuff. They said, well, it's part of this show. And then he said, like, he walked out because he said, then he took off his pants, he took a dump, he rubbed it all over his chest, and then he started throwing it at the audience. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sick so. individual. That's, wow. That's that's yeah. that's nuts. I don't mind a strip club every now and then. Really, yeah. But that's too far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nothing, nothing good comes yeah, out throw of it. Uh, yeah, like, no, no. I got to draw. So my grandfather used to say, he said, tell me nothing good happens after midnight. Yeah, nothing, ha- yeah. nothing good happens at a Gigi Allen concert. Okay, quick break. We promise other side, we jump into the running backs and more. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Game time decisions, Red Heat Rage Radio continues. So, uh, Cam, uh, you were watching the combine uh, earlier today. Yep. And I know a couple of running backs uh, caught your eye. People not really talking about the running back class all too much uh, coming in uh, to this draft. But everyone I hear, all the scouts are saying that it's a good one. That basically this isn't, you know, there's, there's not that guy where you're, you know, basically deep running back class from basically around late, late two, three through five through 3-4, sort of ding, 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 ding. You know, I'm, I'm intrigued by Snell uh, from Kentucky, but uh, what did you see today, Cam? I saw a lot of good stuff, and, and the thing, the guy I want to go over with Rich, uh, Gabe, and you, you bring up the point, that's exactly it. I think the mid-tiers, they are going to be some great, great steals in the middle rounds, and uh, Miles Sanders uh, there, Rich, I, I love what they said, and they flashed up the board with his specs, and uh, you saw what Alvin Kamara did in that offense with the Saints, and he's that type of guy, like we talk about Saquon Barkley, but Sanders is an absolute beast at Penn State. What's your take on this guy? And I kind of like their comparison with his uh, his spec, his, his, the way he he looks he's explosive, and, this kid. Oh, he's more and Gabe. He, he lines up like a, it's almost like dead ringer stats to like Kamara and his size and everything. What do you think about Miles Sanders, Rich? You know, uh, his performance today, to be honest with you, snuck up on me a little bit because uh, not a lot of people were, t- you know, everybody's talking about Josh Jacobs at Alabama, David Montgomery at Iowa State. Miles Sanders' name has not come up in terms of the first two rounds, but. This is what I enjoy about the Combine, because kids who have been working out relentlessly over the last two months now have a chance to show it. He absolutely helped himself out, Cam, more than any other running back. You look at him in the the three-cone, the short shuttle, the 40, uh, the vert. Everything he did, he did well. So this is a kid that now, going into his pro day, has a chance to sneak up into those first two rounds. 
And you talked about what David Montgomery. About- I wanted to, sorry, sorry, but David Montgomery's interesting because he has the shifty moves and whatever, but his speed, yeah. aren't you a little bit concerned with his foot speed? Like, I loved him at Iowa State. He's a, he's yeah. a banger, but uh, I'm a, what do you think about that? Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, listen, I, I was disappointed by the number today. What was it, like 4-6? I would have liked to yeah, see four, six, seven, four, I think. it. Yeah, 4-6-7, I think. Yeah, I mean, that, that's slower than I would have liked. But David Montgomery's game is predicated on those first 25 yards. He's going to make you yeah. miss. He's going to break. Nobody broke tackles over the past three seasons more consistently than David Montgomery did at Iowa State. So I think he's a quality back. I don't get that. Nice hands out of the speed. backfield, too, guys. True. Yeah. That's true. More, NFL guys love that. you got to be able to catch passes, you know? I'm more concerned with a back who has short area quickness, and that's David Montgomery. Yeah, yeah. The speed speed's going to be a problem, but he's going to be in the league. So I want to ask about the, uh, what about the Alabama guys? To you, is there a star in the making here? Alabama backs haven't lit it up. You could argue Derrick Henry played the best football of his career in the last eight mm-hmm. games of this past year, though. Um, what do you make of the Alabama backs uh, here with, uh, with Jacobs and with uh, Damian Harris, yeah. um, pretty much projected as the top two backs on the board. Yeah, Harris uh, also helped himself out. I thought he ran well. Shows great functional strength. He could uh, he could break tackles. He could run past defenders. Josh Jacobs, to me, is one of the more curious players in the entire draft. I mean, this is the most Alabama player that I could possibly think of. This kid did not start for Alabama. Now, in all likelihood, he's going to yeah. be the first running back drafted. I mean, is there anything more Alabama than that? <laughs> it really is. I was thinking about that, too. When I see Jacob, 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 I'm like, man, I don't know. I haven't even seen it. How many times did he even touch yeah. the ball? Like, he yeah. was an I thought Harris was the he guy, was, right? Like, he uh, was a compliment last year. He was a backup. But what, what the Alabama people love about Jacob's guys is he does everything well, catches passes. He'll pick up blitzes. He's a little bit on the small side. But uh, to me, I think, especially with Devin Singletary from FAU, uh, not running well today. I, I think Josh Jacobs wind up winds up being the first uh, running back taken. Rich, what about the speedster uh, back? Do like, you know, he was he, he did, a pretty good game. He did how, pretty how, good. How did how did Snell? Uh, what's your take on Snell, uh, Rich? Yeah, Snell to me, I I, I think Snell is a, is a case where. I, I need to see more pop, more explosiveness. I, I think it worked at Kentucky. His That's my concern, too. Battery grab. Yeah, yeah he's, I think he's a backup back in the NFL. I, I Secondary back. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I don't think yeah, But he maybe has... he's not Mark Ingram. Maybe he's not Mark Ingram. Takes him a few years. But Could be. You're right. He doesn't have the breakaway speed, and you're not going to run people over in the NFL. No, but but what he does, he's the kind of kid you want in your locker room. I, I mean, look what he helped bring. Benny Snell on offense, Josh Allen on defense. They were transformational figures for what Coach was, uh, Stoops was looking to do in Lexington. That helps. But to me, I think he's a day three back. I, I think he has day three skills when it comes to the NFL. Yeah, I was going to ask you, Rich, about the Brewers. Uh, Gabe, what do you think about Justice Hill? Hill? And 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 Henderson Henderson had the fastest time today. The yep. kid from Memphis. What did he run? A four point three seven. What do you think? Like he's he's a pretty damn good back. I like. He's that a kid. home run hitter. Home run hitter. You know, a lot of folks. Uh, you know, if you don't pay attention to college football, you're probably not watching too much from Memphis and Mike Norvell. But Daryl Henderson, whether it's on special teams, as a receiver, as a running back, he is a home run hitter. He is a big play back. Uh, similar to a Justice Hill, you know they're they're not very big, but they do a lot of things well. Uh, yeah, the Buffalo Bills are a good fit uh, for Snell. 
as you stated, uh, Rich, he's like a uh, he's like a you know third round type guy type thing. Yep. You know, maybe maybe fourth, and that's you know the Bills will be in the hunt. And the Bills like those SEC backs. You know, they they're pretty good at finding. There's a lot of good backs uh, there. You know, you don't have to go yeah. too high. You can find one. It's really a hit got, or miss. I got a name backs, for you. Though. I got a name I want to hear your guys' take on because if this was, if this was about 15 months ago, we probably would have been predicting that he would be the first back taken. Now we barely talk about Bryce Love. He's too injured. Yeah, Bryce Love. I know. Yeah. You know what though? Bryce Love is one of these guys. It's a nice gamble, Rich. Oh, yeah. a nice gamble. Yeah, you roll the dice for sure. Yep. You do. You know, because he's his stock is way down right now due to the, the you know, he just couldn't stay on the field. Yep. He just couldn't stay on the field. And not just that, you saw, Rich, you and I talked about it. Remember it started? I remember, man. Remember the first game against San Diego State? And we were like, well, you know, they, they really did a good job, the Aztecs. They bottled him. They stacked the line. Yep. And that wasn't that, Rich. It was like a sign of things to come. He didn't yeah. have that same step last year. No, and the year before that, he was the Daryl Henderson that we're talking. Daryl Henderson last year averaged over eight yards a carry. That was Bryce Love in 2017. He was Saquon Barkley-ish. Like, there was that type of hype. Like, if he, he would have been drafted that high. When he got into open space, it was over. And that was not the same player that, that we saw last year. So it's going to be interesting. The other, the other guy who hurt himself today was Evander's son, Elijah Holyfield. Holyfield. I think he ran yeah. close to a 4'8". Yeah, he's. Yeah, I always that's thought he was tough. He just. He looks. He looks the part. But what? How I did uh, how did the kid out of Ohio a, State do? How did uh, Weber? Weber? Well, he's yeah, quick, Weber did man. very well. He did yeah. great. <laughs> he's good. I yeah, like that Weber. Kid. Weber was a you know freshman year. He looked like a star in the making. Then sophomore is injured. Junior loses a lot of reps to J.K. Dobbins. I think we're starting to see hints of the Weber that we did two years ago as a rookie. What do we do with Gaskin? Miles Gaskin from Washington there, Rich. You know what concerns me about Gaskin, Cam, is carry the ball so much at Washington. I'm wondering if after four years as the focal point of the uh, Huskies offense, I wonder if there's any uh, tread left on those tires. And he took a beating while he was at Washington because Jake Browning, Jake Browning was a terrible quarterback at the end of his career. Terrible. <laughs> it's strange how he regressed. <laughs> He said, "He saw that bowl game. It's just like, what's this guy doing? Their defense he is was, playing their ass off against Ohio State. Browning would look horrible." His was regression was similar to J.T. Barrett's. If you remember, J.T. Barrett was fifth yeah. in the Heisman vote in his first season. By the end of his career, Gabe was rooting for him to come back in the Michigan game. Yeah, that's true. Right. The, uh, <laughs> the biggest regression, and I think almost probably, I don't want to say regression. I don't want to be mean, but I guess it's just it is what it is is uh, Logan Thomas, Virginia Tech. Yeah. yeah. Like, Logan, Logan Thomas was in line to sort of be the next Cam Newton and the star of college football and run people over, kind of like Vince Young type of thing, you know, Cam Newton type of thing. And, you know, hey, the guy's a backup tight end on the Buffalo it's, Bills right now. Uh, you, know, you know what? Speaking of tight ends in the Bills, how about TJ Hawkinson to your Bills? Oh, love it. Love it. I've been talking. We talked about that earlier in the week. Nice, nice tall quarterback and Josh Allen. Nice tall, six foot five target. Uh, uh, tight end. All right, hang in there, Rich. We'll keep Rich for a couple more minutes, and we'll get to our best bets of the day before we're done. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Media is all over Elijah Hollifield uh, for a slow 40 time, but yeah, they're also like uh, kissing his ass because of how big he looks and how ripped he is. You can't have it both ways, guys. There's That's only two. Idea. You got yeah. you got Herschel Walker, you got Herschel Walker, and you got Bo Jackson. All right, those are the only two guys that look like that and run like that and did that. So, um, speaking of, we can go on and on, Rich. Great having you on. Uh, we'll get you out of here in a couple minutes, and uh, we'll get to the phone lines too. I know Tom in Long Island's hanging in there. We'll get to Tom. Uh, we'll bang off a couple of picks, but um, we can go on and on. Like, you know, this is, somebody brought it up this morning or yesterday. I don't know who it was. It was maybe Joe Ranieri or – I know. It was Joe Lisi. It was Joe Lisi this morning. We talked about the Metcalf kid. Everyone's ooing and aahing over his body. The kid yeah. always gets hurt. He's got 0% body fat. He always gets hurt. Yep. Here's what you could squat. The comparison to, <laughs> you're, yeah, you're he brought up the comparison to uh, – to, uh, brought up the comparison to um, – to Daryl Boston, another mm. sort of monster type of guy. But um, one guy we didn't bring up, uh, the kid out of Slippery Rock. Let's just give him some love and some quick uh, takes on the defense before we get you out of here, Rich. So no one knows Slippery Rock. Uh, kid from New Jersey uh, climbing the ladder, climbing the ladder right now. Yeah, I mean, they obviously they knew him at Slippery Rock and the opponents did. Those of us who cover college football in the draft didn't know him. But uh, since the season has ended uh, – he has West been, Hills too. That's who yeah, I'm talking about. West Hills. West Hills is from uh, from Wildwood, New Jersey, uh, uh, beach resort uh, down near uh, Delaware, and uh, he has been lights out throughout the post season process. Uh, All star games. He's been amongst uh, the best backs. This is a kid who could have played uh, at the FBS or at worst FCS level. And uh, has been dynamite. He's going to get drafted. Uh, another case of a small school kid who's doing well. All right, so on the defensive side of the football uh, today, uh, a player you and I talked about, we talked about it uh, on the college football show because, of course, it was after that whole stupid jacket incident uh, with Applewhite and Ed Oliver. Uh, but Ed Oliver is, a, you know, I think the guy's a monster. And another player that I think would be a perfect fit for the Bills, especially with the retirement of Kyle Williams. You could plug this guy right in there. He's, and it's rare, too, because it's almost like it's being used against him, Rich. Not, I'm not even talking about the jacket stuff, but... That, oh, he's not an edge rusher and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, a lot of guys are flashy that can come off the edge in college and it looks all good and it's different in the NFL. Give me a stud athlete man that can I know. Uh, he can stop the run. And, you know what I mean? He'll get to the quarterback. He's going to beat his guys. He's going to stop the run. He's extremely agile for, for his size. Uh, to me, there's nothing not to like about Ed Oliver. I completely agree with you. I, you know, at some point... 
you know, the kid announced early he was going to leave after his junior season. Didn't have a, you know, there was talk maybe if there was a defensive player who could win the Heisman, it would be Ed Oliver. None of that materialized. He sort of mailed it in last year, was hurt, he but did. wasn't hurt. You know, they, they were, the optics were bad for Ed Oliver, but the tape is phenomenal. And I think in a, in a worst-case scenario, he's Geno Atkins. In a best-case scenario... I think he's Aaron Donald 2.0. I, I think there are very similar yep, yep. characteristics. 6'1", yep. put some weight on. He's now close to 290, so he can be an interior lineup. But, guys, so explosive. Ask any quarterback, NFL or college, what is the most disruptive thing that they deal with in the pocket? It's the pass up rush the middle. right up the middle. That is the yep. most disruptive thing for a, for a quarterback. They know it's coming with. from the end. They just and go to the other side. They know you exactly. You can't stop Ed Oliver. You you cannot stop this kid, and now I think he has a little chip on his shoulder because he might slide a little bit. A pissed-off Ed Oliver is exactly who I want on my team. I was going to ask you about the, the lineman before you go, Rich. What about Dillard from Washington State, a guy that really impressed me today, an absolute stud, and uh, what is it, Bradbury from NC State? I think he had a pretty good day, too. Uh, what, I'll talk to about those guys on the line. Yeah, an interior lineman, you don't often talk about first round, late first round, but Garrett Bradbury was so good today, so good on tape, kid from NC State. I think he could slip into the back end of the first round. And Andre Dillard, again, you look at Washington State, what do we talk about? We talk about the quarterbacks, we talk about the passing numbers we talk about Mike Leach but there's somebody who was protecting Gardner Minshew last year that was Andre Dillard I'm going to say it right now best pass protector in this draft could be the first overall offensive lineman taken in, the, in this draft Rich Sermonello so Rich uh what's um what's the offseason uh, like uh for you uh, yeah really there's not a big offseason because you do a lot of work and, yeah uh, you're also a writer as well. Um, so what, what do you do in the offseason? You're going to visit some coaches? You're going to go to some camps? Like, uh, what do you do in the offseason? Always interviewing coaches, always interviewing players. Next week, uh, we'll spend all of next week in Atlantic City uh, for our Maxwell Football Club Gala. We'll have yep. uh, Josh Allen from Kentucky. We'll have Pat Mahomes. We'll have Andy Reid. We'll have Tua Tungavaloa. We'll have Jeff Monken. We'll have Ray Lewis will be there with us. So we'll have stars. You guys stars. having a hard time booking some big guests, huh? Yeah, so we're going to have a lot of fun <laughs> Can't next get any week. big names? Uh, <laughs> celebrating uh, high school, college, and NFL. So that's the immediate. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then all draft coverage. That's what I'll be doing through May. Were you, all right, so we'll definitely yeah. – I was just going to say to ask him, I know he's got to go, Gabe, but did you, see, you remember that story with uh, with Jerry Kill, who was on our show before, ripping up uh, the new Minnesota coach Fleck there? That was some pretty, that was some, yeah, that was some crazy stuff. Like, Jerry Kill was nice to me when me and Gabe talked to him. I like that man. You know what? Fleck was on Kill's staff, I think, at Northern I know. Illinois, too. So, yeah, it was kind of, listen, PJ took the high road. PJ was like, listen, I have great respect for Jerry Kill, love him, disappointed he said that, time to move on. But that was, uh, that was, that was a surprising hit job. That was a real hit it job. Was, yeah. It was. It was a hatchet job. <laughs> it was but, like uh, a uh, disappointed uh, disappointed father type almost. Yeah. Good call, Brent. He basically Very stated. <laughs> yes. He stated that he changed over the years. Yeah. And I don't know. Did he coach with Shiano? I don't want to accuse the wrong guy. Who did he say? He goes, after he was on that guy's staff, he was different. I think, I think at Rutgers, I think uh, PJ was the receiver's coach at Rutgers. I'd have to there check. There was. But I think that's correct. Yeah. yeah. 
he yep. blamed Shiano, so that was a some shade of Shiano too. He said ever since he started hanging around with Shiano, he wasn't the same after we noticed. Greg is still and, looking for uh, a head coaching job, huh? How about that? He got hired uh, NFL defensive yeah, yeah, coordinator, Patriots. Yeah, Patriots. but he's still he's still looking for a head yeah. coaching job, which is surprising. Yeah, yeah. He's well. The, it's like the um, it's almost like Amazon. We'll, we'll end. We'll end with this, Rich. <laughs> it's almost like Amazon and protests and whatever you do in today's society. Remember, he got ran out of town. Basically, he was going to get the Tennessee job, and Clay Travis ran out yeah. of town because yeah. because oh, he might have known something before. Like Clay gives a shit about anything like that stuff, right? But with, with the Penn he just State didn't stuff, want Chiano yeah. to be the coach of his his team. Yeah, right. Yeah. He didn't want it to Tennessee because he's not a you know. But yeah, there seems you're right. You figure that be that be a um, you, th- you figure there'd be a school out there somewhere that would give him a gig. But hey, it's not bad being in the NFL with the Patriots. True. Rich Sermonello, great stuff. We'll definitely do this again uh, before the draft. Thanks for joining us. Let's not wait so long. I, I enjoyed it, guys. Nice, nice talking to you, Rich. Like a fa- Likewise, Cam. It was like a family. Family reunion today, Rich. You, me, like and Joe, little, and everything. So uh, it was like a little, little yeah. Thanksgiving dinner without the uh, without the turkey. We needed a couple of months away from each other. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're right. <laughs> Love you guys. Yeah, Have a great Thanks, weekend. Rich. Have a good one, Rich. Yeah, you too, Rich. <laughs> See ya. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Thanksgiving without the fist fights and the turkey. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny too because a couple of times even I thought that I was going to send him a message as a guy. <laughs> See, that's the honesty of this show, and and yep. and, and us that a lot of people like uh, hosts would air their grievances and tell people, "Oh yeah, yeah, we argued all the time, like off the air this year." <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what makes it real, right? I tell the truth. <laughs> I like good, that. Man. He's great. That was fun. I had a lot of fun there. I like that Rich said, "Oh yeah, I feel so bad at the time because he did too. Like once we went to a break and Rich, Rich and." Joe started arguing about a point spread, all right? Like, yeah. Rich is like, I told you, it was 14 and a half. And Rich is like, it's 12. And they were going back and forth. And I'm sitting there like, just sort of watching. And, and Rich picks up the mic. And it's big metal, that mic, too, hey, the stand. And he goes, I swear to God, I'm going to hit you in the face with this mic stand if you don't shut the F up. <laughs> Like, we're back, like, 10 seconds later, and we're back. And Joe's, like, Joe's classic. All right, and we're back. We have a huge game here at Penn State and Pittsburgh. <laughs> like, you know, and I'm, like, crying laughing. But then sometimes it would be me and Rich, uh, me me and Joe during the break, and we'd come right back, and uh, it was gold, man, but it was a fun show, actually. Um, all right, so sorry, Tom. Uh, yeah, we got a choice. We can keep Tom off for, like, two minutes going to a break or – yeah, get him on right after the break. So yeah, yeah. Let's get him on. Get him on right after the break. Good play. I guess the common denominator there, Gabe, is Joe Lisi. You fought with Joe. Rich fought with Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to speed one second, but yeah. Well, yeah. So I, I, I said, you never had any problems, Rich. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's it's <great>. true. <laughs> That's amazing. Never, Rich is an interesting. Rich is an interesting guy. Like, he uh, seems very calm. Like on the show, he's hey, how you doing? Like very uh, friendly yeah. and stuff. It'd be hard for me to like. I was trying to picture in my head him grabbing a microphone and wanting to put it through somebody's head. He just doesn't seem like the type. But I don't know. I don't, I don't not really know. Of, <laughs> not a lot of people care people's opinions on things, but like Rich actually does. So like he'll actually listen to the answer. So. 
I've been in a car with Rich, and he's just, you know people are talking about football. And he looks over at me, and he's like, uh, he's like, Gabe, if you weren't doing this or you weren't in music, what career would you do? What did you always want to do? <laughs> I was like, that's a good question. I told him, you know, I think I'd be a good defense attorney, actually. And he goes, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> it's actually really good. Rich you know what? I agree with that. That's actually a good assessment. For me, I think it would be a chef. If I wasn't, <laughs> I love to eat and cook, but it's really stressful. Like some sometimes kitchens get pretty hectic. But yeah, you as a defensive ter- attorney, definitely. Well, think how I else. think, Kev. I heard the story about the Raven player. And yeah, like, you're like, what happened and what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, how like, come he? What? How come he is not? They say he's arrested for what? For hitting a tree? No, no, he has. He hasn't been arrested. It's just he hit a tree and the Ravens released him. Like yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, what if the guy's had a normal accident? So like. I'm just saying. All right. Uh, We're going to get to our picks. Great stuff with Rich Sermon. We could have talked for like 10 hours about every player, man. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Again, close of the week uh, strong. As uh, this week uh, comes to an end, strong, strong shows uh, this week. Except this week, there's like been a delay. We're all talking over each other. It's been very uh, hectic. <laughs> hectic. Like been like uh, been turbulence on the plane. It's good, good yeah. flight though. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those. Yeah, yeah. Bumpy ride, but we got there. You know what I mean? I, I, good show. Yeah. I'm not what saying are you it's saying? Not a good show. No, you're right, though. Like, I, as I use the ata- analogy, the other team, like, it was early, you know. But Merrill, that time, ding, 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 they scored a couple quick ones. At the break, we were group game, and now uh, we just won in overtime. So everything's okay. Well, I don't know if we won. <laughs> uh, did we tie it up? Say, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> okay, we're tied. Yeah, we're not even up. We're not even up. We're tied. No, we're t- it's 3-3. Three, yeah. three. <laughs> You like that I asked uh, I asked Rich, I said, if our show, our college football show is a football team this year, 12 games, what was our record? And I, he, we both said 9-3. 9-3. and That's a good team. Yeah, it is good. It's a good team, but, yeah, we should have been 11-1. You know what I mean? It was one of those. You could have been. You know, and it's true. Championship yeah, game. You, the last. Bad the locker game, room. No. The <laughs> national championship line. games were all right. <laughs> that was the best. You go 9-3. Uh, infighting. Tough locker room. Yeah. Well, we were, we were like six and zero, six and one. We were rolling along, but uh, yeah, the room the room got hostile as the year went on. And like Rich said, by the time the bowl games got around, like, like there was tension. So um, we closed strong with the picks. The picks were good on the show, but uh, it was it was all good. All right, let's bring in Tom from Long Island. Who I don't even want to hear about uh, St. John's right now. They, they cost me no, too nor much do money. I. Yeah, they cost me a big parlay. What's, yeah. What's up, Tom? Let's, let's, <laughs> let's not talk about St. John's and everyone blaming the refs because the best the best point guard goes five for sixteen. Anyway, guys, went to the Islanders game last night. Right, place was rocking. I'm not wow, an Islanders yeah. fan, right? The only thing that pisses me off is 
all these players are way too friendly with other team pro- players. I mean, the college team was wild up late, last night. And then they're doing the, the Tavares, you know, uh, things on the big screen. And every eye on the players out still slapping the stick on the ice and stuff. I wish somebody would have just hit, hit somebody, do something, get the The crowd was into it. We all wanted hits. We wanted something. And, you know, these guys are just playing like they're, you know, they're playing palm hockey with their friends. It kind of pissed me off and a lot of people off in this section as well, you know. It pisses me off, yeah, too, Tom. Like Gabe will tell you, it's the worst. Like, I used to play against buddies, and you know what I wanted to do? Those guys wanted to plow me when I was hanging in front of the net, and I wanted to score a million goals on them. Screw them. I hated them for the times that we played against each other. Minutes over, you want to go for some suds? That's cool with me. But while we're on the ice, I don't like you. I'm worried about my guys and my team. That's the problem with athletes today. You make a lot more money, and uh, the killer instinct just is not the same. I don't like the lovey-dovey shit before the game either. It pisses me off. Yeah, you are right, Tom. Though happens in NBA too, they're all friends. They're you know, I, I like you know the when NBA. They the NBA stuff. competes though. The NBA are friends. It's better now. The NBA got really chummy for a few years. There's yeah. so many. The thing with the NBA, they're buddies, but they are also also very. They're all ego maniacal psychos. So. They're all they do compete. You know what I mean? Like the NBA is is they've they've cut it down. If you watch like the games, they all they you know they're all buddies and they know each other and stuff. But they go pretty hard. But you're right. It's the one thing, Tom. You'll notice the difference. Like baseball, same thing. You know, you hit someone with a pitch. It's like the end of the world nowadays. I mean, last night people were upset that they were booing too hard. That's how soft today's society is. Oh, they're booing too hard. Um, you're right. College basketball. And I w- even I was caught off guard. I was watching Michigan-Ohio State play college basketball about two weeks ago. And this kid on Ohio State, dude, was like, uh, it was like the movie The Warriors. Like, the guy was out to kill. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he came on the court. He pushed someone, you know, he pushing people around. And he was like, any time, man, any time. And he was like, he was going. And they started talking about him and stuff. And they said about how this guy hates Michigan with a passion. And they were like, it ain't just football. And they were like, he hates Michigan. Like, with a real, and he wanted to, like, he was ready to go. And I was like, good. I was like, good. It's nice to see. These college rivalries are still there. Like, these kids, it's not about money and stuff. They don't like the guy on the other team. Why? Because he's on the other team. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's why. I don't know. I got nothing against it. Why? Because he's on the other team. You know, guys, in the old days in hockey, in hockey, there are stories um, guys would walk into a steakhouse, like an NHL player walks into a steakhouse. He sees a player on the other team. He turns around. He walks out of that steakhouse. Won't even eat in the same restaurant, Tom. Like won't even eat in the same restaurant. Love it, love it, Gabe. Bring it back. Yeah. Won't even eat in the, the same restaurant. Walks in and says, "No, turn. We're going somewhere else." You <laughs> know what I mean? That's hardcore. That's the way it used to be. Yeah, they're just way too friendly. Like, I used to watch I, I watch uh, videos I really don't remember of, like, Anthony Mason on the Knicks. And, like, he was, you know, he hated people. He, you know, you, you didn't want to, you know, drive the lane with, you know, Big Mace was in there, you know. That's the stuff I like, you know. I, I like people that are pissed off when they're playing. Exactly what you were saying, Gabe. That's why I like Ibaka. Watch Ibaka on the Raptors. Yeah, he don't happy. play around, Tom. Yeah. Like, people in the NBA, players, they won't mess with him. Like, they know. They're like, no, no, he might. Like, he's a nice guy, but he goes from zero to, like, 100 fast. And he's thick, he's big, he's pissed. There's a few dudes like that that, you know, people don't want to mess with. 
But uh, you know, that's that's the beautiful thing, and even that's the thing about college, the, the March Madness and stuff. I've been bitching about college basketball this year about the quality of play being down. But the tournament's going to be fun, and you get that sort of team stuff. The programs, the kids are trying to, you know, very. It's this thing, like, and we're talking about the combine and stuff, guys. Most college football players are there to go to the NFL. You know what I mean? Like, that's their thing. I'm here to go to the NFL. I'm going to the NFL. Very few college basketball players make the NBA. Like, like the kids on St. John's, they're not dreaming of going to the NBA. They're dreaming of winning the tournament. You know what I mean? Maybe one of them is. They're hoping, pawns, whatever. You know what I'm saying, though? They accept this. They know. You know, they might play in Europe. They might play in Israel. They might play in Turkey. You know what I mean? They're going to play in different places, but... They know, Cam, these college kids. Like, that's what makes the tournament special. That is sort of the culmination. That's like, if you play for Alabama, yep. if you play for Alabama, the culmination is not the college football playoff and losing to Clemson. The culmination is the combine and the NFL draft. You know, you're a college basketball player. Dude, there's two rounds. There's two rounds. Half the players are from Europe. I swear to God, there's probably 10 kids playing NCAA basketball are going to be playing in the NBA in two years this year. It's that hard. It's the hardest league to make. There's no roster spots. There's five guys on the floor. No one makes it. So they go all out. They know. I'm on Georgetown. This is it. This is the last big game I'm playing, bro. Why do you think you they break I mean? down this and is, cry and stuff it. like that? That's, that's yes, the end. After that, exactly. you, you welcome to the real world. you got a regular You don't job. see Clemson players crying or Bammer Michigan God, players God. crying. No, they're, they're happy. They're like, thanks, God, I'm out of here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Andrew Wiggins was, had a smile after the game when they lost to Stanford. He's like, man, I'm rich. I'm going to sign with an agent tomorrow. Bye-bye. You know what I mean? Like, uh, that That's what it comes down to, guys. But, hey, uh, Tom, uh, I, don't, you know, I didn't bring this up, actually. So, uh, go. F the Knicks, man. Those guys screwed me last night. I took them. They blew it on the money line. Uh, shout out our boy Corey Parson. Um, we miss him, of course. But, you know, it's like sports we're talking about and teams and players change and, you know, and stuff goes. But uh, Corey Parson is now uh, hooked up uh, with Benny Ricciardi and Tommy D and the crew over at uh, Guru Elite. It's a solid outfit. And uh, so uh, can, I, I retweeted it before, but I just want to uh, give a shout out on the air uh, to Corey. We miss him. And, uh, but uh, we're happy for him. Uh, good, uh, good crew to be with, uh, with the, Guru, uh, the Guru crew. They're good guys. And uh, they have a good operation running. And... Um, and uh, Corey's going to be with us in Atlantic City. So our boy Riggs, Corey, uh, it's filling up. Hopefully you can get down here, Cam. Uh, Tommy's going to be there. Uh, Joey Odessa's coming up from Florida. Steel City Steve. Uh, Jay Slick's from Boston. It's going to be off the hook, Atlantic City. March Madness, we're going to be there on the Friday afternoon, Saturday, and Sunday. No, it sounds awesome, man. No, it's, that's the thing. It's uh, This Atlantic City, I'm going, I'm going uh, to Vegas with my brother, but... I'm already talking about trying to plan it down. You're, you said it. The way to do it, Marenzi, I guess it's going to be a flight into New York and maybe a bus right from there, maybe a bus from LaGuardia or a, a port there right into uh, Atlantic City if we can make it happen. You just hook up with me. Like I said, we'll come, you know, just come to New York, boom, come that morning or whatever, come into the studio, and then bam, right after, we're going to take uh, – I think Tom, Tommy knows best. Are you there still, Tommy? Or did, uh, did I'm still here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom, how you doing? Yeah. 
You know best. The Asian Express. Maybe we'll take that gamblers. You love the Asians, Cam. Well, we'll hop uh, the Asian gamblers, the old ladies. Oh, yeah. I always do that. That's what I do when I go to buses out to AC like every 20 minutes. Amazing. Oh, yeah. I love the Asian gambling gauntlet. It's the it's the best ride, too. What's it? The Diamond Express, Tom? Is it called? What's it called? The Diamond Express? I, I, I know the Greyhound. I, I don't know the Asian one. I know Greyhound has the Lucky Bus Streak. Um, I know the New Jersey oh, yeah. Transit actually has a bus, too, but they make a few stops. I, I took that by mistake once. Um, but there oh, is no, another we need one express, that you yeah. mentioned. <laughs> yeah, you want the, the the Greyhound is definitely you know an express one that gets right down there. What about Amtrak? Um, there's no train. AC right now is having a big problem. No, there's no train anyway. But how to get there? You would have to go to Philly and then take a train from Philly to to AC. It's well, really not worth that. it. No, no, they I'm taking the bus from New York. Like you they said, stopped it. Yeah, the the bus and is camp, they wonder why Atlantic City is always on the verge of bankruptcy despite they have casinos. He can't freaking get there. That's what I was telling you, buddy. Like, I would love to get there direct, man. Like, it would be amazing. That's the thing. Like, Lisa told me, because she loves Atlantic City. She said, oh, you fly into Philadelphia and take the train or you go, like, yeah, like, don't. She told me. She's like, I would love to go into Atlantic City instead. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she, she's partied there uh, before. Dude, an hour flight from Toronto. Yeah, hour flight, hour twenty minutes, Toronto, New York. Boom. Then we're there in about two hours later. I think the only All right, flight top. that goes to AC is Spirit. Yeah, that's what Big Man on Campus yeah, was saying. That's not Spirit that's Airlines not flying out of Toronto. Uh, we no, got to get not. out of here, Tom. You got to play for us uh, tonight. You play the board, uh, I, dude. My I said today, I'm taking St. Peter's. Oh, St. Peter's Peacocks. Taking St. Peter's plus one and a half. Yes, sir. St. Peter's. All right, St. Peter's. I'm looking at it right now. Let's see. Have a good one, there, uh, Tom. Good luck with your pick, I'm there, buddy. Board. I'm getting on board with Dayton, but thanks for the call, Tom. So see you know, take Harvard. I'm going to take Harvard. I'm going to take Harvard. Harvard. Harvard, yeah, Harvard. That's, yeah, yeah, the old Taipei Lucky Express, got to love it, too. The best is that it takes, like, 10 bucks to get there, and they're spending, like, 30 in gas, and you get vouchers for the casino. You'd be an idiot not to take that. Uh, it's funny. I don't understand why more people don't go. It's crazy. Yeah, you know, it's cheap, too, eh? like you said. Yeah, just you. You're watching Chinese. I watch Chinese variety shows. You know what I mean? They're all sitting there laughing. It's, it's fun, man. You just sit back and go, the party's on. Like, I don't understand why people, you could save money doing it, and they give you, like, vouchers. So you'd be a moron not to do it. You get, you get tons of money. All right. So, yeah, we got to take the Capitals tonight, huh? Yeah, it's funny. A guy I like thinks the Islanders are going to win again, but uh, I'm I'm saying no. I, I disagree. I'm going with Washington tonight. And if the Islanders beat them tonight, God help them, man. They're, that team is Barry Trotz. <laughs> Barry Trotz has done a good job, but we forget Barry Trotz, old coach of Washington. Maybe that'll be enough motivation for the Islanders to win again. It's not my favorite game, Gabe, but uh, I know you probably have some Canadians MMA picks. Against the Rangers. I love the Can- I like the Canadians tonight. I like them to win a four to one, four to two type hockey game. Uh, I'm going to let you go because I know you probably got to. Uh, you probably got MMA picks and some other AA, AAF. No, uh, you got uh, football oh, picks I do from, have AAF. Uh, AAF? Yeah, so I'll just give yeah. you my uh, my hockey picks right now. I am taking Washington Morency at uh, minus 110. I love Montreal to Are your point. Are these games really all at 8 o'clock tonight, Cam? No, no, the book was wrong. They're 7.15. Jeez. Man. No, yeah, these games, no, they go off at 7 o'clock tonight. Uh, uh, Philadelphia, New Jersey, 7. Pittsburgh, Buffalo, 7. They're 7 o'clock. Islanders, uh, Washington is 7. Montreal Rangers is 7. The only game that's 8 is Winnipeg-Nashville. So I'll give you my picks. 
like the Capitals. Uh, it's not my high, hardest hockey play. I'm with you, Montreal, Gabe. They get it done and beat the Rangers tonight. Uh, Vegas in regulation uh, against Anaheim. I think they'll go in there and take care of business. Philadelphia should be able to beat New Jersey, laying 30 cents. I don't go against the Blues very often, Gabe, but I like Carolina tonight. I think. I, what are you saying? I love the, I love the analysis and uh, confidence of your picks. They should be able to beat them tonight. They should. <laughs> it's just funny. Carolina at home. Sorry, can, can, is, can, can. Carolina at home. They're hot, buddy. Don't worry about the Blues. They do their thing at home. This is. I think the Blues will be a popular pooch tonight. I kind of like Carolina, Gabe. At 30 cents, I think at home, they're playing great hockey, and they understand they need to keep on winning games. Where St. Louis, uh, they're going to get cooled off tonight in Carolina. The Canes are really clicking. So Montreal, Vegas, Reg, Philadelphia, Carolina, uh, yes, Washington, Montreal. My dog is Winnipeg tonight. Winnipeg at home against Nashville. Uh, revenge spot. The Jets have lost some heartbreakers. I think they're going to be very angry tonight. They can't afford to play like this in front of their home crowd. They're slumping a little bit. And against Nashville, they'll be motivated. Give me the Jets at plus 115. College basketball, uh, I'm going to ride Babano's pick of Dayton. I haven't really made uh, any bets in the NBA right now. But uh, what do you got for me, buddy? Big card? Are you, are you uh, dipping your beak everywhere? What leagues are you taking? Now, you know what? The game to Florida, the right way to talk about it, the New Jersey Nets. Uh, now, of course, in Brooklyn. And we were talking about the Islanders and, and the crowds and all this type of stuff. And I just want to say that people don't realize. Like, like, people are like last night mocking the Islanders' attendance. Can people in Brooklyn were already Ranger fans. You know what I mean? And like, the people yeah. on the island aren't going into Brooklyn type thing. So it's split. It's also harder thing. to get You're there. Taking a it's Nets. harder to get there. Like a, it's like, what are you getting? I brought up. Uh, I brought up on Twitter earlier, the guy that runs my condo, he told me, yeah, yeah, I was, he goes, I was a long-time season ticket holder for the Nets. And I said, all right, they're kicking ass now. He's like, F them. I don't follow them anymore. Because I'm like, why? Because they moved to Brooklyn, right? And you figure, like, it, oh, he'd still be a Nets fan. But he's like, no, nah, they're not New Jersey anymore. So <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a fan. Yeah. Um, so the Nets, though, flying under the radar tonight. I think it's minus two and a half against Charlotte Hornets. Should be a good game. They played last week. It was really close, and it was high scoring, too. So give me the Nets and the over uh, in the NBA. I think the Raptors do get it done tonight as well. Um, it's four and a yes. half. I'll buy a half point down to four. So give me the Raptors minus four. Uh, Nets on the money line, minus 140. Hornets and Nets over uh, to uh, 29. NHL hockey, Washington Capitals minus 10. Montreal Canadiens. Uh, it's funny. Last night I bet on both New York teams. Now I'm betting against them both tonight. Uh, Good move. Mixing it up. Yeah, I think the Habs get it done tonight. Uh, Canadians minus 127. Caps minus 110. Raptors minus 4. Nets minus 140. Money line. Hornets Nets over 229. Screw the college card tonight. All right, great job, uh, Cam. Uh, Cam will be on tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock with George Kurtz. You got it. Made a winner's of yours, buddy. Great job, Yank. And yours,